Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today's episode, I have a very special guest with us. I have Jarrett Torgerson. Hey there, Jarrett. How's it going? It's going great, man. How about yourself? Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about you? Um, let's see. It's about it's about a partly cloudy day. We're expecting some weather south of us, but nothing here going on in Minnesota. Fantastic. All right. Well, there's usually not much going on in Minnesota, though, right? <laughs> yeah, not much. Not these days. I mean, on Saturday, they just announced our whole mask mandate the governor did, so all public places and everything got a mask up. So it's a little getting used to, but I just don't want us to close down again. I, I would like to do something for my birthday, if possible, coming up in October. For sure. Okay, so Jared, why don't we just begin by you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into it. All right. Well, um, I'm in my mid-20s, about 24. I play games on the side. I did make recorded content for a while, and I had to let my wife use my computer screen, so I've been console streaming on Twitch and then re-uploading to my YouTube channel. It's been a bit hectic on my end, but I've been doing YouTube for the last... Um, it's coming up to be either three or four years. It's one of the t two. I always get it mixed up. And then I've been streaming on Twitch the last couple months. And so far, 27 on Twitch and then about 153 on YouTube so far. All right. Very nice. Okay. So before we kind of get into anything and you know what you do IRL and all that, I ask everybody a single question. So I'm going to ask you just like I ask everybody else to start. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Jarrett? Well, you get a lot of random answers, mostly from me, but I bet if you ask my wife, she'll, she'll definitely say a 10. I can be pretty strange sometimes. Like one thing that I'll usually do is if the cats start talking to me, we'll sometimes get in this little argument where I'd say something, the cat would respond. So my wife would just sit there while I'm getting in these petty argument with my cats and she'll just look at me and shake her head. <laughs> Doesn't everybody do that? Like I do that with my cat. <laughs> I I hope so. Otherwise, we're all just a little little bit weird with our cats. Ain't ain't that right, Ebony? <laughs> all right. So beautiful answer, Jared. Now this is the gamerpreneur. So I'm gonna need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? I the earliest memory I have of playing video games was probably back when I was about five or six, I remember going upstairs in my dad's country house and there being in an old box of my, one of my half brothers was the original Game Boy, the black, the gray with the purple, purplish pink buttons and the black and white screen. And then as soon as I turned it on, the first game that was plugged in was Oh, goodness. Um, Contra. It was Contra off the original Game Boy, and I remember just going through the levels, and that's what started it off, and then it goes up to the Super Nintendo, Genesis, et cetera, et cetera, going on and forth, I should say. And then now we're here with an Xbox. Beautiful. So what do you play now? Um, well, on the Xbox right now, I've been mainly playing on the Xbox One. Otherwise, there's the, um, we have the Super Nintendo Mini. We will, my wife and I will sometimes pop that in. I recently got my wife a gaming PC. Sometimes I'll watch her playing some of her games off of that. And then for games, mainly I've been playing Warzone, and I have been also playing 
a few indie games that were released during Xbox's showcase. Fantastic. Okay, so kind of a fun question, kind of our last gaming question, but um, Desert Island Scenario. Assume you only have one game the rest of your life. You get a power cable and an Ethernet cord, so I'm giving you internet. You know, what game is it? Oof. I will... I will have to say at this time for an online game would have to be Red Dead Redemption 2. And it's just the world is so full of life and stuff to do that sometimes I just find myself fishing for half an hour. And I mean, it seems like that would be the environment I wouldn't mind being a part of. There's others, but when I think of like an open world space and being stuck on a deserted island, I would rather be a Western trying to make a living as a bounty hunter or a moonshine runner. I love it. Okay. So Jared, now onto the preneur part. Can you kind of give me um, your professional background? Like what, what led you, you know, professionally to today? Um, well, the events that kind of led me up to be who I am today and who I am in the gaming side along with myself is being stuck with jobs where they're easy to handle. Like I remember starting off working in factory work as soon as I got done with high school. I started working usually just at McDonald's. That was the only thing we had. And then I get up to working at a factory that makes um, pizza, like the lots of matzas and stuff like that. And then after that, I try a new new factory job. I didn't. The reason I left the old one because they weren't paying much, but. So yeah, the other job was paying 14 an hour, so I took that, and then they eventually got to 15 or 16. However, if I would have never left the part of the company I was in, I would probably still be there today. But when I made that decision, it led me to be me being let go because I wasn't performing to their standards. I was on unemployment for a while. I was really down on myself and everything, and then that led me to where I'm currently at today is Taco John's. And for, and they're probably, you probably don't know anything about Taco John's because we only have about over roughly 400 stores in the nation and they're mostly in the Midwest. Okay. Well, I used to live in the Midwest for nine years and I still don't have ever heard of it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're very scarce to find, but they're, they mainly focus on tacos and burritos. And with this job, I met someone who was my boss and my boss, he does think, did things that bosses would never do. Like there was part of the winter where my car would not start and I had to open up the store and he came out and drove his car out. I live about 20 minutes away from him in a different town and helped me jump my car. And then he actually got me to playing Warzone and actually bought me Warzone and me and him we do fine on that, but he gives me all this work and everything and the environment that I'm in. It really led me to be how I've grown with my channel. And it actually all started with the factory. And then someone got me to be a YouTuber. We shared a capture card for a while. He led me getting the Xbox. And then that way is how I built up my videos and everything. Very cool. Okay, so I will want to talk about your, your streaming, your channel. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, no, I'm no, not it's all good. To like, 
I, I, it's just fascinating because nobody really talks about what they do for a living, right? Like even I've had mechanics on this show. I've had people who flip burgers, like none of that, there's no shame in it. Everybody has something, right? And I just want to know, like, what is it you do? Like, how, how did you get the position? What is the position? Like, what is life like for Jared? Okay. All right. Well, it all started where I was looking for work. I was applying places. My wife appreciated that I was looking even though I was still in employment for a while, but she appreciated that I didn't just stay down on myself. I started looking for work and it was between Taco John's and working at a gas station, Casey's. And let's just say Taco John's called first. And when I went for the interview, I don't know what I was expecting, but my boss comes out and he's, he has a nice, he has an awesome beard. And I was not expecting that going into the working at a technically like a fast food taco joint, but we sat down and we just hit it off right away. He's a really laid back, awesome person. And then he's the one that I was working in the kitchen with for the longest time. So I was working with my owner, sometimes his wife too, in the kitchen. And they were the ones that taught me to be where I am at today, which is now a shift manager. It took me a while to get the shift managing position, but there's actually a secret to this story. I, um, for three months after I worked there for my first year, I, after the second winter, I wanted to try something different. There was a sandwich um, making factory that was opening up in my local town. It was only a, like a five minute drive away compared to a 20 minute drive away. And I decided to take it. I was really heartbroken that I left the Taco John's at the time, but I thought this would be better. And at the time it was, but then I realized what factory work was. And of course I sit in that mindset for a bit, but then I remembered the benefits. They eventually led us to go to Valley Fair, me and my wife, the work I was working at paid for it. And the benefits were great. Like I said, the insurance, and then they were originally increasing our pay and moving us to 10-hour workday. So we get Monday through Thursday to work and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And then I make one single mistake. I make a single mistake where it led me to getting fired the next day. And it was a mistake that it took half an hour to fix. It wasn't major, but due to the fact of what we were working with and how the procedures were there, they were pretty strict. So they just cut me off. And then long story short, after about finishing half a bottle of Windsor and going through my little anger, sorrow for losing the job, because it was a good job overall. It's just it was factory work. And I realized why I didn't like it. I called my boss up. Jake is what his name was. I He doesn't mind, but he's the one that gave me my job back. I literally got a shift manager job because of him. And now he's actually helping me get more hours at work, more time there to get more hours. And then we're actually getting a remodel here soon that got approved because we had a good inspection. And that was because of him. He pushed us to clean the store, the well, and make sure to get things done, leading to one of our stores being the top store in the nation because of all their hard work. Very cool. Okay, so what is it like working in food services? Like, is it really just a rush of customers? You slap something together, throw it out, or like, what is what's it like behind the scenes? Well, 
I will, what I will do for you is I will walk you through my environment. So I get to the store at about roughly, roughly 6.30, 6.35 to open up with only one other coworker. At Taco John's here, we only open up with two people to run the store. And um, they're the ones that are making the eggs, making the sausage and bacon for the breakfast burritos. And I'm in the office getting tills ready getting the coffee ready up front, setting up the tea, and then we would open up the store at seven. And then I'd still be in the office finishing things up, getting the daily results ready for the day. And then I got to pay attention with a mic to when customers come. And it depends. In my environment, we can be busy one day in the morning and be slow over lunch, or it can be both, sometimes neither. Even in the winter, winter sometimes will cut people off when they're supposed to be there from like, I'll say my schedule, which is 6.30 to 2. Sometimes they'd cut me out at like 11 or 12 just because we're not bringing in any business. But then there's days where I'll have to stay an extra hour or two because we got slammed. I think lat on Taco, on Cinco de Mayo, this year on Cinco de Mayo, we made over $4,800. And that was with our deposit. And that is the biggest one we've ever had in the history of the Taco John's has been there since the eighties. Very nice. And we really think it's because of everything going on. Okay. Um, now I've, I'll admit I've heard horror stories. Is it really like bad? Is this a, is this kind of a rough job or is this like just hit or miss depending on the customer? Um, definitely can be hit and miss on the customer. I will say that there's, one time where me and, a, me and another manager were working, they were working the kitchen, I was working up front, and this customer comes in, opens up her burrito, and says there's no nacho cheese. So we make it again. I'm watching her make it again. I see her ladle the nacho cheese on there, and then we make it for her, finish it off, and the lady leaves. Five minutes later, comes back, burrito's not eaten, opens it up, and said the same thing. And we were like, I watched her make it. If you want, we have an opening into the kitchen. You can sit there and you can watch us make a third one. And then she was like, no, no, no. And she sat there for 10 minutes with her phone, taking a picture. And then she ended up, I think she still took it with her, but she left. And it was like, come on. <laughs> but other than otherwise, there's been a handful of others, I will say. I think one time we've been flipped off and drive through and it wasn't nothing serious it's just when there's a line of cars an issue happens at the register as a manager you got to sit there and fix that issue the line can't move when that's happening and then there's still orders popping off if it's a new employee sometimes sometimes they'll keep ordering putting it in there stocking up the orders while this is happening and then Ugh. The worst part is, is when the credit card machine fails, we can only take cash. We lose half our business that way because who carries around cash anymore? That's right. Otherwise, those are just a handful of horror stories from my personal view. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> okay, so you are a shift manager. What, what makes you unique that you were able to get that position? Because, I mean, lots of people go through food services like this, and they usually never are able to rise up. What, what sets you apart? I will have to say it is just me. And what I say by what I mean by that is when I go to work, 
I get into this mode where there's a smile on my face constantly. It, it happiness is flowing through my voice just to the customer. And I will sometimes in a day get just a few comments on my personality. And then sometimes I'll be stopped by customers in lobby and then they'll talk to me. They'll say how much they like my performance. And it's just because growing up and real and experiencing different things in life led me to where I'm more compassionate for people, more kind to others, to where I am concerned for them more than I was growing up as a youngster, as a teenager. And it led me to where the manager position where the owner would comment on replies that he's gotten through the company of phone calls that he's received. And then my shit, my general manager would bring it up to me when he'd come in to bring us payroll. And then eventually they got to talk in him, them and my boss and they wanted to give me the position. Granted, it didn't give me any more extra hours. It gave me more of a higher role and it gave me a small a small raise, which I'm supposed to be getting another one at the end of the summer, and then we'll we'll see they'll see about me moving up here probably starting next year. Wonderful. Okay, now on the content creation side, you said you've been doing that for either three or four years. What kind of content are you creating? I may may blah. I can't English, and it'll it's basically. Uh, I make let's play videos. I've done a few taste testing videos with some new items I got we make at work. And then I have done reactions with my wife with our own with on here and on our own little channel, nothing big. And then I have done a few trailer reactions, but mainly it's making let's plays on YouTube. And then since I can't make recorded content right now, I've been streaming off of Twitch and then re-uploading my Twitch stream to YouTube, so I'm still pushing out content. It's a bit of a tough situation because people love when I make the recorded content because I have fun with editing. Sometimes I'll put the SpongeBob little menu screen where it's like a few minutes later, and then it'll cut to a whole new scene. And I miss recording. It's kind of hard that I can't do it right now, but it should be going back up starting next week. Yeah, wonderful. So you've been doing this for a few years. If you could go back in time, you could talk to a little uh, Jarrett, what would you say? What would you tell him on how to do this bigger, better, faster? Well, I would say tell myself not to look up free video editing software and expecting it to all work properly. Wait for a better opportunity with your sound because I eventually end up getting a microphone, which helped out immensely. I ended up getting a bigger SD card, which got me to record more. I just had to be patient, which, and then I tell myself, be more creative with your thumbnails because as I started, I just started fluttering the thumbnails with just a bunch of things. And then just to be more consistent with it and have it be more simplistic or simple, instead of being just crazy and being spread out. Okay. Um, let me see here. Where, where do you want to go? Like uh, you've, you know, 
just generally, like in your life, you're here, you are, you're still a young guy. Where, where are you looking ahead? Both, you know, professionally content creation. If you could like name your dream, what is it? I will say that I eventually want to lead up to where I wake up in the morning, make a cup of coffee and being able to sit down at my desk or stand with the standing desk because I love the standing desk and just focus on creating content that I love, that I'm passionate about and putting it out there for people. And not just because of being famous, but because it's what you like to do and being able to get paid for that, just being able to make a living is my dream. And then being able to set up a schedule. I've tried setting up weekly schedules and sometimes they're hit and miss, but being able to set it up consistently to where I can be home with my family, with my wife, and being able to do what I love instead of having to leave the house for eight hours out of my day and hopefully being able to make more with content creation than what I'm currently doing now. Wonderful. Okay. So Jared, you have told us already about how you lost that one factory position. Now, uh, this is the part of the show where I'm going to ask if I can humble you a little bit, because I believe we learn the most from our failures in life. You know, when we get knocked down, we have to find a way to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and then figure out what went wrong so we can move forward. So what would you consider as your biggest failure in life? And what did you learn from it? I will say that my biggest failure would have to be when I was 18 and the day that I turned 18, I ended up packing a bag of stuff and moving out of the house and spending my my junior and sophomore year, or I think it was around there, mostly I think my junior, with my ex. She wasn't my ex at the time, we were dating, but she's now my ex and I'm married to somebody else. But she manipulated me to where I didn't think I needed my parents, so I thought I could be independent on my own. And I was gone for a while from that, and then we eventually met up again and after sitting there thinking about it for a while, there's just so much time that I've missed. And during that period, I went to very dark places and everything. And then when I eventually met and got with my wife now, when we started dating, we've actually known each other for four or five years before that, just over phone messaging, because we've only seen each other once before that. And then she's the one that pulled me out and eventually that got me to be more friendly and fun and with her help too i actually used to weigh about 267 270 and then with the factory work that i did that getting that job too and building up from the failures of that that actually had me lose all that weight i eventually got down to be 150 and then now I'm about 168, probably 171, maybe. I'm just estimating. But I will say that that was my biggest failure. I wasn't trying to tell a big old story with it, but that would be my biggest failure is moving out when I should have probably stayed. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Now, uh, kind of more along the personal lines again, what is something you're working to improve on in yourself? 
being more active and being more consistent because lately I have been somewhat sporadic. I haven't been following social groups like I have followed. There's a few Facebook groups that I started with when I had my started with content creating and I just haven't been very active in them and it sucks because it's just the strain of real life where you don't want to just spend time on your phone after a long day at work. You want to be able to spend time making content or playing games. And then sometimes there'll be people that are talking to you on those platforms and you just don't get to them right away. Sometimes you find out at the end of the day and you feel bad about it. So I guess more being active with other members of my community and of my friends and just keeping them in the know and staying in the know with them, I should say. It gets difficult, especially as you grow. I get at least 200 comments a day. And sometimes you just can't, you can't get them all. So I get it. Okay. Yes. Now, one last fun question, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. So, um, what is something that you think that people misunderstand about you when they first meet you? Um, well, I feel like they might misunderstand that due to my they might first initially think if they don't know I'm married that sent that my voice sounds a bit, a little bit more on the feminine side. So sometimes they'll assume things, but then they find out like there's a, at work when I'm working, I will be called ma'am pretty much 10 to 12 times throughout the day. And that's just because over the intercom, my voice sounds higher. It sounds like that on some phone calls sometimes. And sometimes they just make that assumption, you know, and then I will either explain to them that my voice is just high or that another one would be too is some, I have ADHD. So sometimes they might assume something if I'm talking and just go off on another topic or anything like that, but it's just the person that I am, I should say. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jared. Now, how do people find you on social or on, on stream on YouTube? Where, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at TorgyBear58 on YouTube and on Twitch. If they want to follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, it's just the same handle, TorgyBear58. I even have a link tree set up to where, where people click that and they can find all that type of content, even the podcast that I am a part of with a friend of mine that we recently got done doing, uh, yeah, just doing the other day. Okay, fantastic. Now, Jared, is there any last thoughts you want to share with us or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, nothing on my end other than that this was actually a really fantastic time. I've enjoyed myself just being able to talk about my work history and everything because like you said, people don't usually talk about that type of stuff. And it's nice to see not just the gaming side of people, but what they are in real life. Because, in fact, there's a video that Smosh did on every online gamer ever. And there's a scene where this guy and this girl are doing a video date. And she keeps asking him about his, per his personality and everything. And all he can talk about is just grinding and playing video games. And he doesn't talk about himself. And it just, it sucks that people are so detached from that now these days. But I like what you're doing. You're exposing the other side of us and not just the gaming side. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
All right, Jared Torgerson, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We genuinely do appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a fun time. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur.